Are you thinking about implementing your own smart home? Not sure of what you want to control or how to start? Do you want your smart home to respond to your voice like it does in the movies or television? Well, you found the right podcast, Tech Bytes with Ron Netter. As a best-selling author, speaker, and YouTuber, he will help you explore the different options available. And now, here's your host. Ron. Do you need to make changes to your Raspberry Pi and don't remember the CLI commands? Want to gain those Linux skills to help get that next job? Well, stay tuned and I'm going to show you how to use Webmin to do this. Welcome to another edition of Tech Bytes with Ron Enter, your home for all things relating to smart home technology. In this episode, we're going to talk about using Webmin to do more with your Raspberry Pis. Hi, I'm Ron Nutter, and we're going to be working on this together. This content is also available as an episode flash briefing or podcast. Please go to techbyteswithronnutter.com for more information. For any items mentioned in this episode, there are affiliate links in the description. If you click on these links, I will get a small commission, but that won't affect the price you pay for the item. If you want to get notified, when new content is uploaded, please click on subscribe and enable notifications. Now, here's what we're going to be covering in this video. That's using Webmin with your Raspberry Pi. First, what is Webmin? Then we're going to go about installing Webmin. And then we'll take a tour of the console because there's a lot here. And trust me, I'm looking at other videos on this to go more into detail because this is something that will really be helpful for you. What is Webmin? I tell you, let's just go directly to their website and get it straight from the horse's mouth. Webmin is basically, it's a web interface for all your system administration, DNS, file sharing. There's almost no limit to what you can do with this one. Now, there are times that I like to go command line just for, because I may, be, I may know that part really well. But if not, then this lets you get one step ahead to where you can get the advantages of Linux without some of that learning curve of having things formatted a certain way in the configuration file. I've used this on larger systems, but I just recently found out it was available for the Raspberry Pi. So I wanted to make sure you knew about this and we're gonna go on this journey together, not only in this video, but I'm looking at some others because really this is something that everybody can benefit from. So I wanna make sure the word gets out. As with any of the series that I've done with Raspberry Pis, I always start with a fresh SD card because sometimes you can run into some challenges that troubleshooting is better left for down the road. So let's go ahead and pick up the Raspberry Pi OS and then I will plug in my handy dandy SD card reader and found that and let's go flash. Now that we've got the SD card freshly created, let's pull it out and put, put it back in because what I want to do is enable SSH access without having to put a monitor or keyboard on it. So we'll just create an SSH file with no extension. Hit enter. It's going to say file is going to be unusable. Okay, fine. We're not worried about that. And we'll hit enter. And now we can get this ejected from the Windows 10 machine and we'll get the Raspberry Pi and we'll get that booted up. Well, now that we've got the Raspberry Pi booted up and everything's ready to go, now we need to get a few housekeeping matters taken care of. And that's to make sure we've got the latest updates applied because what might have a problem or not exist in possibly an unpatched version is going to be something that should be there ready to go in the latest. And then we'll do sudo apt get upgrade and make sure you put the dash Y because that's going to save you having to do a acceptance later on while it's getting everything downloaded. When you're setting up that new account for the smart home cloud service or device, please get a copy of my smart home device account checklist you see here on the screen. This will help make sure that everything gets written down that you entered to get that account created. 
The form will also serve as a backup copy when you get this entered into your password manager app. And if you're not already using a password manager app, please get one now and get started. You will be subscribed to my email list in exchange for the checklist. I won't share, rent, or sell your information to anyone. After getting all those updates applied, now we'll start the process of making sure we've got the files needed for webmin to work. And I forgot to put a dash Y in. So remember on this line right here that we started with on the sudo to put the dash Y in, and that way it'll just sail right through for you. And to be on the safe side, we're going to go ahead and get unzip installed. I've seen some references that we may need that one. Looks like it's already installed. So that's one step that we don't need to worry about. To get webmin installed, we'll use the wget command, which is a command line version of running a web browser. And this will get the file we need from SourceForge for Debian. And can go to uh, the directory you see here and see what version is the latest, because I just did this today and made sure that we had the latest in place. So we've got everything there so it's getting it down right now and it even tells you when it's through how to get into the webmin console advanced there is a way i'll have this in the show notes that if it doesn't let you proceed onto it and since i've been getting reports that chrome will do this you can either try another web browser or there's a way where you can turn off ssl so it took ssl just a little bit to set up so we'll proceed to raspberry pi and then you will use your credentials for the raspberry pi and we'll just say remember me because i'm the only one who ever get into this and we'll click sign in so let's go look to see what it is going to show us. So you can back up your configuration files for webmin. So we can go into hardware. That's what I was looking for. Okay, it just takes a little while. In this day of instant gratification, we all want things right now. So this is what partition is going to show you. And that's good. Now let's look at system time because I expect this to be out of whack. It is. So let's go. Well, first, we'll change time zone. And it's set to Europe, London. So this is makes it very handy so that you can type Chicago. Okay, so the search piece there worked all right and we're saving that back and there is a command you can use to do this from command line but this makes it nice so with servers this is just you know scratching the surface you've got a custom command shell you've got a graphical file manager so you can see if, if you're not used to thinking in terms of text commands then that is certainly an option we go system and server status so you can see what has been or hasn't been started with what it knows what to do so you could set this up easily as your DHCP server you know as opposed to using what's on your router which has advantages you can set up your own internal dns server if you're not already using something like pihole that you've seen me use in previous videos you can set up your own samba server which is basically a, a linux version of a windows server so you can get work with your shares that way you've got nfs you've got mysql so this is really something that can be very interesting to work with you can see running processes we can see if there's any software package updates that we need to apply and some commands may take a little while to run and this you can also schedule jobs using something called cron cron I, i've used it and it can be a little cryptic from the command line so this is going to be something okay nope no packages so if we go into scheduled cron jobs so this gets you to where you can see more of what's going on you'll still need to understand what cron does but at least it will help you work with things a little bit easier potentially and you can look at bandwidth monitoring there's there's really a lot here you can do the linux firewall that's on here you can do ipv6 if you're feeling exceptionally lucky but you can do printer administration there and there's quite a bit here so there's really a lot to explore i'll be doing future videos on this 
to help us both see what the potentials are. I mean, I've used Webmin in the past, but that was several years ago, and I just really haven't kept up with it. But this is going to be something that we can see what's going on and not have to know all the commands. Now, this will help you, especially as you want to move to the command line side. And it's, not, it's a good thing to know how to do some of this, because especially if the GUI is not available, you at least will have a feel for the commands involved, and you can always work with it that way. That's what web, it's just a very cursory look at what Webmin can do for you. And it's a nice graphical front end. You can back up the configuration of the actual Webmin. I'll call it a service because it's more than just a, an app. You can look at your disk and network file systems get information that way you can do boot up and shut down you can look at logs you can see running processes this is a nice way to learn a, more about the raspberry pi os and what it can do for you or linux in general because this same process is available to install on linux so start doing some exploring and be looking for the next video in the series when it comes out if you're watching this on YouTube, you will see videos on the screen that are similar to the one you've just watched or other content that YouTube thinks you might be interested in. If this video helps you or provides value, please click on that like button, thumbs up. If you haven't already subscribed to the channel, please click on subscribe now and enable notifications. We'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to the Tech Bites with Ron Nutter podcast. If you know someone who's interested in creating their own smart home, please share this show with them. Please subscribe on iTunes or Google Podcasts and leave us a review. Have questions? Contact Ron at questions at techbyteswithronnutter.com. He looks forward to sharing more incredible insights on the next episode.